What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me in another episode of Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, your host for the Duck Gun Podcast, and I'm super excited to jump into today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the battle of the duck boats, the pros and cons of all the different options for duck hunting, whether it's kayaks, canoes, big boats, you name it. Um, you guys know me. I'm always excited to talk about um, duck boats, and I've pretty much had almost everything that you can have for um, for duck boats with some small exceptions. So stay tuned for all that. Um, but before we get into that, let's, let's talk about some uh, duck hunting updates. So um, guys, I definitely need to talk about the old boy, the pup, um, and some of the fun stuff I've been doing with him. Um, I I think I've mentioned this in the past. I definitely have mentioned it in the past, but I'll mention it again. Um, I picked him up from Southern Oak Kennels North in Michigan. Um, and man, I'm just in love with this, with this little guy. Uh, he, you can just tell, you can just tell um, that he, it's in his blood. You know, he uh, is already retrieving to hand pretty, pretty much every single time I throw it out there. He is, um, going after it with a vengeance and coming back, uh, like it's in his blood. So it is in his blood. It is in his blood. Um, and that's just something that's, uh, super cool to see, uh, every day we're doing that and working on the training. So, um, he's, he's, uh, I think he's 15 weeks. I'm trying to think right now, actually it's probably 16 weeks. Um, so <laughs> the time's flying. I said 15 weeks last, last week. Now it's 16 weeks. So, um, yeah, he's just, he's growing like crazy and I'm super excited because I'm working on an awesome video. Uh, I wish I could, uh, give you guys a sneak peek, but I better, I better save that for, um, the channel, uh, that should be done here in the next couple of weeks. Um, I got, I got a lot of it done, so I just need to finish up on it. Um, uh, but it's going to be a cool video, obviously featuring, featuring the new pup and, um, yeah, you guys will get a a good look at them and, and some of the progress that's coming along. And, um, there's a really cool backstory to the whole video. So, um, I don't want to spoil it all. So just, just stay tuned for it. It's, it's going to be a good one. Um, but anyways, uh, I actually took him out to the river tonight. Um, third time in the water. Um, he's already, he's already doing great in the water. He's starting to swim. He's splashing around. He's, he's, he's loving the water, which is a great thing. Um, to get get him initially introduced to the water, um, and he's he's swimming, retrieving, <laughs> and he's got this little baby baby jump right into the river. So um, yeah, just like I said, it's it's so cool having uh, a new pup and just working with him and seeing the improvement and just seeing like the natural it's, it's his natural instincts to um, do the retrieving and. Um, so I've, I've been asked a few times here and there if I'm going to, uh, take him hunting this year. I really have no plans of taking him this year. I just want to make sure that I have all his training as good as possible before I get him, <clears throat> get him out there and hunt. I think that's the smart thing to do. I 100% understand the desire to get them out early. And there's a lot of guys that do that. And a lot of guys that do that with su- success, but um, with him being four months old right now, he's going to be five months at season. So it'll be perfect to wait one year and have him start 
next year being a year and five months. Um, so <clears throat> that's the plan because I don't know my, <laughs> I'm losing my voice. We're like four minutes into the podcast, but <laughs> uh, it is what it is on that. <clears throat> get, a, get a quick drink of water here, but <clears throat> yeah, we're going to wait. We're going to wait with chief and make sure that he is good to go and uh, dialed in completely. So uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun ride seeing, seeing him grow and seeing him get on his first birds. And like I said, I understand why people get him in early because it, it really is very tempting, very hard to, to not get them in earlier. But by the time I think he'd be ready uh, potentially for like a super easy basic hunt, um, the weather will probably be super cold. And a lot of times we're hunting rivers and stuff that's not as like basic as hunting a, a little wood duck hole <clears throat> early, early season in the year. So anyways, that's the, that is the dog training updates. Um, the other updates I got is I finally, I finally finished all my videos I had from last season. Um, they're, <clears throat> they're edited and ready to go. Um, I will say that they are up on Patreon. So all of them, but two, I'll, I'll put the rest up on, if you guys are on Patreon, um, I will put those up pretty, pretty soon here. Um, so you guys can have full access to the whole catalog of my, um, off season, uh, hunt videos that I have up on there. So, um, and guys, believe it or not, it's August. We're less than a month away from early season. Uh, this year, my first stop, we're going to be back to Iowa chasing the, the teal, the teal opener out there in the Mississippi river had a blast, a uh, great group of guys out there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and yeah, made some really good buddies out there in Iowa. I'm super excited to, uh, get out there. And I got some buddies coming with me again this year too, from, from my neck of the woods. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's going to be here before we know it. And I've got the itch. I've been starting to watch, um, some more duck hunting on YouTube every year about this time, you know, middle of July into August, uh, everybody starts posting again and, uh, I get the itch more to watch it because I know how, how soon we're going to be out there, uh, chasing, chasing the ducks ourselves. Um, and you know, I'm going to start posting here in the next week or two, uh, all these videos I've been working on the off season. And, um, not only that, but you know, the, the other typical stuff I put out, whether it's product reviews or how-to videos or, um, you know, videos like today talking about like a certain topic. Um, you know, last year I did uh, a canoe versus kayak superiority <laughs> video, um, which is pretty cool. And that's kind of what I based the podcast episode off tonight. So um, all that being said, yeah, definitely a lot going on. Um, I'm unbelievably busy at work too right now. So, uh, I can't wait just to get back to the hunting and, um, the stuff that we all live for and, and can't wait to do. So yeah, without further ado, let's get a quick word from our partners and we'll jump right into it. So first off guys, I got to mention, I got to mention final approach because I'll be out there for waterfowl weekend this, this weekend right now. So, um, that'll be, I believe I got to look at my calendar. So that'll be the fourth and the fifth out there um, in uh, Kansas. So Kansas city, the Rogers location, and I'm driving out for it. I'm super excited for it. I'm dropping this podcast on the third. So you guys are going to see us see that. And um, the next day that's Rogers day. So if you're out there, 
if you're walking around, look for me. I'll love to say, Hey, I'd love to um, chat about duck hunting. So, um, find me. I will probably be in the Rogers final approach booth, um, most of the time, but you know, I might be here and there at the, at, at the event as well. So, um, definitely guys come out there. I'd love to see you guys if you're in that neck of the woods. Um, also like to give a big thanks to Onyx because Onyx is the perfect app for the waterfowl hunter um, from knocking on doors and getting permission. It's helpful there um, to seeing the boundaries of private land and public land. Um, it's really just a must have for duck hunters nowadays. Uh, not only that, but if you're out there in the sticks, which a lot of these places we hunt, you are, uh, then you can download the map ahead of time. I've done that plenty of times and, uh, it's just a great way for the duck hunter to know where they stand to know, um, if it's public or private, if they're legal, um, or if they're trying to get that permission, it's just all around an awesome app for the waterfowl hunter also like to give a big thanks to Motion Ducks, guys. Motion Ducks is a jerk rig on steroids. I've been saying it for a long time. Um, you know, one thing I want to do this year with the Motion Ducks that's been different in the past is on some of my hunts, I definitely want to rig multiple Motion Ducks together. And uh, I know a lot of guys do that with a lot of success. You know, here I've done it where we run small spreads on um, windless days, and this would be a good way to get back to a bigger spread because I do think there's strength in numbers when it comes to duck hunting. Um, but if you don't have that motion, then um, that's where it's going to hurt you. So having the motion and having multiple spreaders, maybe multiple ultimate spreaders together on the same line, you're going to have that many more ducks moving in unison and making it look that much more real. So check them out, guys, over there, motionducks.com. Um, use code DuckGun2020. That code's actually going to be changing. I just talked to Ben um, well, this week, and so that's code. that code's going to be changing, so just stay tuned if you're wanting one. If that doesn't work, I'll have a new code for you guys coming soon. So also would like to give a big thanks to... Um, where we go? Weatherby, guys. Weatherby has some awesome waterfowl shotguns. They have the 18i, guys. I used that all year last year, um, and I ran the 20 gauge. You guys know know me. I like using the the sub gauges, and the 20 gauge is really, I feel like the sweet spot, the best shotgun. <laughs> and there's no bias in there, honestly. You know, 12s are 12s are fine too. But you know, I'm just I'm just poking a little fun. But um, anyways, they make some great waterfowl shotguns. They're known for the rifles, and I think. It's only a matter of time till they're known for their waterfowl shotguns as well. So check them out, guys, um, over there at Weatherby, and you won't be disappointed. Um, also, guys, we do need to talk about Patreon. We talked about it a little bit. I got all those hunts up there, but I'm going to be doing my hunt giveaway again this year. Uh, I'm so excited for it. We've done it um, for the last couple of years, and um, this year it's going to be a blast again. So we're going to be drawing the winner of that here come the end of the month. So there's only going to be a few more podcasts and reminders to get you guys over there. So if you haven't, you know, jump over there. We really appreciate you helping us out over there with the support. And as a thank you, we're going to be doing this hunt giveaway to get one of you guys out there on an awesome hunt. I think the plan is, you know, tentative. We'll see. But the plan is right now is to do um, a couple, a weekend trip, to Mississippi River and get after some cans and whatever else is in the area. But I know that they have some great can hunts um, this time of the year that we're planning it. So 
stay tuned for all that. Um, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump in today's podcast episode. So, all right. Um, like I said, guys, we're going to be talking all about boats. I left my notes on the couch, so I'm going to run, going to run and grab them. So here we go. All right. My editor's going to hate me for that, but I'm my own editor. So <laughs> what's there to hate? Alrighty. So like I said, we're going to be talking all about duck boats. And um, <clears throat> as many of you know, I have a little bit of a duck boat obsession. I think last year I counted at one time and I had around 13 duck boats. I had two cell boats that I was converting to layout boats. I had a layout boat. I had two canoes. I've gotten on my hand. I'm up to five. I had three kayaks. That's eight. I had the big boat. I had the duck torpedo. I'm up to 10. So, oh, I had the old town 119. So that gets me to 11. So maybe I only had 11. Either way, that's still a lot. And since I've actually downsized my fleet quite a bit, just because if I lived in an HOA with those many boats, I'd probably be kicked out. You know, I'm sitting there. I got the duck boat in my driveway with a big, long mud, mud motor sticking out the back. I got a big, actually, it's a small. I got a short bus, <laughs> but it's it's a big bus compared to other vehicles. Sitting there in my front yard, I got canoes and sailboats converted into layouts, leaned up against against trees. You guys get the picture. So <laughs> um, I had to do something. I had to downsize because really I didn't need all those boats. But all that to be said, I do have experience with a lot of different duck boats and a lot of different styles of, of hunting with duck boats. And from that, I've been able to kind of narrow down what I think is best and what I think is um, the most useful. And that being said, guys, we all know that duck hunting is one of those things where you need different tools in your tool belt for different situations. And um, the more tools you have, the more options you're going to have to overcome whatever obstacles are in your way to have the most success with duck hunting. And so, you know, Hence why I had 13 boats, but now I think I'm down to like six or something like that. Um, but yeah, so let's jump right into it. So first off, let's talk about canoes guys. Canoes have been one of my favorites. It, it is how I started. And then from there, you know, if we just talk about the history of, of the duck boats, uh, I've had then from there, Elliot really got me on the kick of kayak layout hunting. But the problem with that is none of my buddies had kayaks and layouts. So, you know, um, if nobody else has them and you're going with these people, you don't get to do it that much. Um, but that is a great option. So I had the whole setup for a couple of my canoes. We did it here and there. Um, but that was a great option. Moved towards that. Then I moved towards, um, from there to John boats and I kind of worked my way up, um, had two different John boats or is it three? I think I had three different John boats kind of just upgrading along the way. Started out with a, a pretty crappy one, got a little bit less crappy one. Now I have a really solid um, semi-V Lund 16-foot 16 16-foot um, 16 John boat with a 23-horse Go Devil long tail on it. Um, 
the next boat I got was more flashy. Uh, it was the duck torpedo. You guys have seen it on my videos. Uh, it's super, super, super cool. Handmade wood bow and it has, uh, or it's fiberglass over wood. And the guy that did it, the camo on it really is like the best camo I've ever seen on one of these boats. So kudos to him. I met him in person, obviously when I bought it. Um, and I was just, I'm just really impressed that he was able to build that. And one day my dream is to build another one. Um, so that's probably a long way off, but I just think the whole experience of building your own wood boat would be, um, super cool. So, but in the meantime, actually, uh, sold that one to my dad so that he would have, um, a duck boat. And I think it'll be, you know, a perfect boat for him to have to, to get around when, um, we're not hunting together, which usually we hunt together. So <laughs> he brings it and I still get a chance to hunt out of it, which is, um, you know, uh, it takes away some of like the, the bitterness away from selling that boat. Um, but I, the real reason I, I sold it is I just didn't have the space to store it because it was taking up like my whole garage. Um, yeah. So maybe someday I'll, I'll have better storage and, and I can build one or, or, or maybe when he's done with it, I'll, I'll, uh, buy it back from him. But yeah. So to continue on the evolution of the duck boats I've had. So then, um, from there, uh, I got a sportsman canoe. That was the next boat that I got. And I really fell in love with that style. The Kevins got me onto those boats. They use it. And these are just two, the Kevins are two good old boys from Michigan. I know I've talked about them before, but they're just, uh, two good old boys that know how to fish and hunt and do everything outdoors. They've lived it their whole life uh, in a way that, you know, it's going to take me a long time to catch up to, to get on um, the same level. But th those two in a canoe, I've seen, I've seen them do some crazy stuff. Uh, those two in a canoe, they're, they're sitting on the edges of it, have a dog in there, have more decoys than you'd believe and just balancing in there canoe and I'm in a kayak over here and I can't keep up with, with those two in a canoe. So, um, yeah, that's really what, what kind of sold me on that type of canoe. And, um, yeah, so now I have two of them. I have one that has a square back and I bought another one, um, not too long ago, just a couple months ago, uh, that <clears throat> is more of a traditional, you know, no square stern. So that has been the evolution of the boats I have, um, used. So the one thing I will say that I don't have on my list yet is a fully blind, like a permanent blind boat. And that's something that, you know, I've played around with the idea in my mind, at least, or on marketplace a little bit of building or purchasing one of those just to like have that experience or even like make the content for, for the YouTube channel. I think that'd be another one that just would be cool to explore. So really that's, I feel like that's, the last type of boat that is, um, you know, a regular boat that, that I haven't done yet. Obviously I've had like the beaver tail cloth blinds, you know, like the scissor blind type. I'm trying to think of what's the best way to like a pop-up blind on boats. And those are great. Um, I, I feel like unless they're brushed in really good, they, you can't finish them as well as some other areas, but I know I have some buddies that, uh, will disagree with me on that, but you know, you know, I'm, I'm still, uh, the jury's still out, I'll say, but I've had some experiences where I definitely feel like I've, I've, uh, blamed the blind. 
So anyways, I feel like I've gone down a lot of rabbit trails. So I need to start from the beginning. So let's talk about canoes. So the big pro to a canoe. Now, if we're talking about non-motorized, that's a good way to kind of split it up. So non-motorized would be, you know, a canoe, a kayak, a rowboat. But let's come on. Nobody does rowboats anymore. Um, or push pulls. You know, I, I have seen, I have seen push pulls here, there, but again, the most common is just like a kayak or canoe. So the big pro for canoe versus a kayak would be weight capacity. Um, the kayaks that I've used, even like the biggest kayaks I've used just don't have that impressive of a weight capacity. I'm a big guy already. Um, when I was hunting with chief, he was a big dog and like, it was pretty much me and chief. And we were like over the weight capacity, pretty much no matter how big of kayak I use. So that was for me, that was probably one of the biggest downsides. Um, and then you just couldn't get as much gear in a kayak as you can, can get as you can a canoe. So when I've said this in the past, a lot of times I have people say, Hey, what about hybrid hybrid kayaks? And like that, you know, that is a fair point. I do think that the hybrid kayaks are better than just like a regular old sit on top kayak or sit in kayak, you know, um, the hybrid, like the H 12 or the old town One Nineteen. you know, I th- they definitely have their place. The, the One Nineteen. 53 pounds. I could throw it over my shoulder. I can pull it with a rope rope over my shoulder and, and get to some really, um, isolated areas that are hard to get to hard to get gear into hard to get a boat at all into and do pretty good. So the only thing that I'll say now that I've used the sports bow, the sports bow and Radisson canoes, well, they're made with aircraft aluminum. They're ribbed with foam and then foam, um, I think they call them spontoons that go all all the way around the sides to give it better flotation. You really can't sink it. Um, but those are like the same weight as the smallest hybrid, the 119. Now the H12 weighs, I think like 83 pounds, um, or something like that. And so these boats that are like 14 foot weigh like 53 pounds, literally I can throw it over my shoulder or hold it up in the air, walk with it, portage it to where I need to. Um, and then throw in that gear, that gear and the weight capacity for a sports pal is like ridiculous. It's like 600 plus to 800. I'd, I'd have to look it up. So just take that number with a grain of salt, but it is something ridiculous, like around like 800, depending on how many feet, feet long it is. And like the 119 is like 300 pounds. So you guys get like the difference there. Uh, you can put a ton more gear and and, and haul that much more stuff. So that, that is the big thing for me on there. Not only that, but if you're a dog, if you hunt with dogs, like I do, then you're always thinking about that with a kayak. You know, I tried like in, in front of me on my lap, I tried behind me. And when you do that, you do lose places for your gear and just like total functionality. So for that reason, it's like, man, I'm more of a fan of the canoe, especially in the past than, than I have been. Um, so I am, that was a poor way of saying it. So I'm, I'm more of a, of a canoe fan. We'll just say that. All right. The other, the other pro for a canoe versus a kayak is being able to run a motor. So, um, you can't really run. I mean, I've seen YouTube videos where people put a motor on a kayak, so, um, it can be done, but it's not really made for it. It's not really feasible. Whereas like a square stern canoe, you, you can run a motor. Um, Kevin just got one this summer small three horsepower. He's ripping across the lake with it. You know, 
in, in some of the videos he showed me. It's worked great. My buddy John up there, also he's ran a twister on his canoe. And we're still talking about like the Radisson sports pals because all these guys up in Michigan, that's what they run. All these serious duck hunters. I feel like that's just the way to go. So he's ran a twister. He's ran an ultralight. Um, I believe it was backwater. Um, I don't know if it was a four horsepower or six and a half, but he's ran a small one on there. I've ran a trolling motor on mine with ease. Everybody's ran a trolling motor on a canoe probably because you can set them up like that. So those are definitely something to think about. Obviously it's not required. You can use a paddle. That's what we, most of us do most of the time. But that being said, it is an option. And I do think that's another reason why it is probably superior to the kayak option. So, um, the other thing I would say is price point, man. If you get on Facebook marketplace, I don't know if it's just because the kayak thing is more new. Um, and there's just the amount of options in marketplace. Um, there's just a ton of options for canoes, but you can always find something cheap. Um, even if you look long enough and hard enough, you can find like a a really good one, like the sports pile or the Radisson. But if you don't care about the the brand, a lot of those are going to be way heavier, but you can get some really good deals and a good price point, especially, you know, I always, I always say this when, when people are, um, first starting out hunting and they're on a budget, that kind of thing. Um, you can get a canoe, and take a buddy with you um, at a way cheaper price point than buying like even like two sun dolphins, which really a sun dolphin versus like any canoe is it's just going to lose. So <laughs> that's that's my honest opinion on it. Um, but yeah, that is, that is the good thing about canoes. Just to add on to it, you can take a buddy with you. So um, I'm always taking some guys that are maybe um, more casual so they don't have as much of the gear as I do just readily available. Um, so if you're one of those guys that's taking a buddy or taking a friend, maybe take a friend from work, or you take a relative or whatever. I do a lot of that and having a canoe where the other person isn't required to have one for them to go can get you in some good spots too. So, and then this one is just kind of, uh, it's just kind of, a feeling you get with canoe. I don't know. There's like the history of, you know, people using canoe canoes back in the day and like just feeling close to, um, I don't know, like the traditional duck hunter in a way. And I like that feeling. So that's just like a personal feeling, you know, obviously like the motor and a lot of other things, you know, take away from that. But anytime I can feel like, um, I'm paying homage to like the way it used to be, whether it's using like my grandpa's old shotgun, whether it's, you know, using canoes opposed to like running a big boat with a motor, you know, another, another reason why um, I'm more and more using canoes uh, more than I ever have in the past. So now I do have to say some good things about the kayak because um, even though I just bashed it for like six points straight there, (laughs) there are some great reasons to use a kayak. So the number one would be going back to, Elliot's layout style hunting, you know, and I, he can't really like lay complete claim to it, but he definitely is like the first person that introduced me to it. So I do think that that is a great way to do it. Whether you're like, uh, there's spots I have where there's flooded smart weed. That's a lot of what they're seeing out in, in public marshes out in Kansas where he's from. And that's just a great tool for, um, having a low profile, and having a layout hide and hunting 
out of that stuff and staying warm, dry, all that kind of stuff. You know, for me, if I could do it and I was in that low of uh, vegetation, I think I'd hunt out of an A-frame, but you can't always do it. So, and, and the other thing about taking an A-frame out in some of those areas is not always as feasible as just paddling your own single boat to the spot. Um, but that being said, I think that one is a kayak takes the cake on it. Even over, I'd say over big boats, I would say over canoes because canoes just, there's not really great hide options for canoes in general. Um, so the kayak kind of takes the cake on that one. Uh, I will say kayaks versus canoes. Usually they cut through the water better, especially the port spout and Radisson. It's like paddling, um, a bathtub through the water and, uh, yeah, kayaks, especially like when I'm running that 119, that thing's super light and it just cuts right through the water. It's a nice, fast kayak. So there's, there's some pros. There's a, there's some reasons why to use kayaks. Now let's jump to the boats because the big boats are probably the most fun. You know, when you're a kid and you're, you're out there by the lake or by the water and you see someone go by in a canoe and you see someone go by in a kayak and you see a guy ripping by with a mud motor. And um, yeah, we all know as a kid, which one's cooler. You grow up and not a lot's changed. So <laughs> uh, I'm a huge fan of mud motors and all that. I will say, I do have to say though, I, I feel like there is a movement in duck hunting um, with how much we disturb ducks, um, whether it's it's scouting or hunting or just driving around in, in areas um, and I do think that there's a movement for more kayaks and canoes. So even though I'm talking about how cool it is, it's still, it's, you know, it's something to think about because there's something to be said about not disturbing the areas, especially if you're going to go back and hunt. And I, I guess I have to give a point back to kayaks and canoes, um, for that option. So, but let's jump to the big boats, not to, not to get distracted. Um, but bud motors, they're just cool. They're awesome, whether it's a surface drive, whether it's a long tail. As duck hunters, once you get one of those, it's, um, it's you know, there's not a lot of looking back. So um, I do think there's, you know, there's room for all these tools in your tool belt. But here are some of the pros to hunting a big boat. And when I say big boat, it's just your John boats um, all the way up to, you know, people running like the the 1860s like uh, Titus has an awesome pro drive uh, that he's driving now for his duck hunting big boat. It maximizes your gear. Um, I do think that there is a level of comfort when you hunt out of those um, with like a, a full size blind that you might not get um, in any of the other, other options we've talked about so far. Um, it's like an A-frame. A-frame is my favorite style of hunting, but when you get out in the water, you can't always do it. So a boat blind is like that, but, you know, um, it's, it's obviously some differences, um, but maximum amount of gear. Um, I, I have to say a point reduction is because this is probably the most expensive option. Um, but, you know, if you're hunting in areas where you got to make long runs on the water, this is really where it becomes a lot more feasible. And if you don't have those spots, once you get a boat, you kind of figure out that there's more spots that you can get to and you just get more of those spots where you're going to run and get further than the other guys, especially in areas where there's a lack of good access. If there's like just a, a boat launch every 
500 to a thousand yards. Um, you know, it's probably going to be more than that, but like every mile or two along a chain or stretch of water, then, you know, it doesn't give you as much of a, a benefit. But if you're, you're making these long runs that other people aren't going to make, you know, you can get into some of these areas that other people aren't going to get to or not going to be willing to get to. So, um, but there's, you know, there's definitely the upkeep and the cost and buying the different types of motors um, that goes along with it. The other thing is I would say that as long as you're wearing your life preserver and not doing any like uh, Yahoo stuff, trying to jump logs and, and being unsafe, uh, then the big boat's probably your safest option because there's always accidents that can happen, especially with like tiny John boats, tiny canoes or overloading your kayak. And we're talking about like, you know, all the gear um, and all that. So yeah, that's kind of the, the overview of, uh, of the big boat. And, you know, I love mine for, um, river hunting. I love mine for getting out there in these big marshes, um, with the mud motor and getting places that a lot of people can't get to just because of the distance and, um, the difficulty. So that being said, the last one, um, that I want to touch on is layout boats. Guys, last year I started doing the layout hunting stuff more and it's super cool to have kind of, it's like a kayak, um, with a layout, I used the four river, um, the four river. Oh man. Now I'm going to have to look it up Four river layout boat. It's not the till chaser. It's not the E-bad. I'm thinking of all the ones I don't have. Um, but it is refuge runner. There we go. It is the four rivers refuge runner. Um, and that's kind of one of your like standard size, um, layouts. It has a blind on it. You can brush it in. You can really disappear very similar to the kayak hunting, but it's just bigger. You can get more gear. You have a mud motor. Um, honestly, it takes away a lot of the, um, (laughs) the, the things that I gave the canoe, the pro, um, but it kind of shoehorns you into layout hunting, um, which, you know, if you got, buddies that have these i think you can get in some really cool hunts and get the birds in really close finish some birds and have some good hunts i didn't get to do it as much as i wanted last year by the time i got it it was late november um everything had froze up and i just got on a couple hunts i think i got on three hunts one of them was just a bad day of hunting my buddy shot one um the next day that we went with these i got a bunch of mud on my waders. I rolled over into the boat, like right on top of my gun. And my gun was like caked, completely caked with mud. And it wouldn't even fire. Like the the firing pin wouldn't even come forward. It was so caked with mud. It was unbelievable. So I'm learning curve a little bit there with, with, with uh, the layout hunting, especially if you're going to hunt in like muck instead of a like a prairie marsh where it's hard bottom solid. You don't have all that stuff. You just got to worry about water. And then the next time I hunt, I just got skunk. So, um, yeah, not, a. <laughs> I still have a lot to go with that style of layout hunting, but I'm excited to do it moving forward. I will say again, the positive to that is you got a mud motor. You can get it places. Um, you can make long runs up the river and then bring your hide with you. Um, but I will say the, the kind of con to that would be again, 
just with like the kayak layout hunting, um, you kind of get your buddies on board with it too. Um, or else you're going to have it. And you know what always happens. You're talking to buddies about different hunting options and somebody wants to go that doesn't have one. And then, well, you're kind of, you're out of luck or they're out of luck, depending on, you know, if it's like two guys have it and five guys want to hunt. Well, you know how it is. Usually those two lose out, um, on, on that option for your hide, which I, it is a great, great option for a hide. So, um, if I get my buddies to get on board with that, then I think we'll have, um, a lot more of those style hunts in the future, just because it's a, a great way to hide. So, um, yeah, that was my overview of the battle of the duck boats. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. A little, a uh, little podcast here tonight and, um, yeah, we'll be seeing some of you guys out there at the Rogers day waterfowl event. Hopefully, um, I'm excited to see you guys out there. I'm excited to be out there and see what kind of new gear they have. Um, and then last I mentioned guys, definitely jump over to the Patreon. You don't want to miss it. Um, we appreciate your support over there and there's going to be a winner for the hunt giveaway this year and we'll be drawing it soon. So already guys, this is probably a good time to go ahead and wrap her up. I'm Jordan from duck and chronicles and we'll see you guys on the next one.